Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It is Monday, October 30th, 2023. This is another edition of Football Today. You know that, dude. It's Bobby Skinner from Talking Giants. I am Chris Rose, producer Mikey, along for the ride as well. You know, Bobby, I, I don't know you super well right we've been doing this show now a couple months and this is the most we've talked not like we don't you know dislike each other it's just we haven't spent a lot of time but i get the feeling that halloween's not the biggest time for you is that accurate no i don't i don't i don't celebrate halloween okay all right but you can appreciate it did you see the little kid on social media doing the mcdaniel where I mean, it is just dead on. Where he does the whole runoff and everything. He's got the headset. He's got the sweatsuit on the side and everything. It's you know, look at this kid, huh? Oh, that didn't even click with me that that was a Halloween thing. I just thought that was just a kid just dressing up like Mike McDaniel for fun. No, no, I think I my guess is is that I would think that's a Halloween thing. I could be wrong. Not that. Can you at least give me a thumbs up on it? Oh yeah, it was a good. I mean, that was the best part of Sunday Night Football was them pointing that out, right? Like that was. Has there ever been a Sunday night football game you were less invested in in like the last 10 years? Dude, if that had been like the number six game on the Fox schedule, you wouldn't have been shocked. It's like the the most like above. It's like just a slightly above average team versus the worst team in the NFL. One of the worst teams in the NFL with the backup yeah. QB. Yeah. As, as boring as it could be. No. All right. Let's start with a big game where the Bengals, boy, they continue to make some moves and climb up the ladder and they. They look like they're feeling good, and Joe Burrow was absolutely fantastic, 28-32. The other side of the narrative was that the Niners have now lost three straight. Meanwhile, the Seahawks, they scored a game winner with less than a minute to go to beat my Browns. So if you haven't checked the standings, Seattle is 5-2. and two. The Niners are a half game back at 5-3 and three in the NFC West. Is this truly a divisional race? It is the divisional race. I do think the 49ers still end up winning it. So my takeaway out of watching these two games, I have lots of takeaways, right? Because it's like the Browns continue to frustrate me. I couldn't imagine being a fan of that team because it's just, mm-hmm. it's well, I guess they they're two and one in their last three games, but they should have won that game. You have the ball that gets popped up for an interception at the end of the game. Is I did not watch the 49ers Bengals game live. I was doing giant stuff, but I did see the discourse around Brock Purdy after the game, right? And I'm thinking, oh boy, Brock Purdy had a stinker. I watched this game this morning. I can't believe like Brock Purdy made amazing plays. I mean, he had a uh, 356 yards over 11 yards per attempt. He was on his game, but he did have two bad plays, right? The first Terrible. interception, I think is more of a fluke than anything, right? I'm not going to come after come away from him on that. The second one, again on that dig route. Like they got to figure that out cuz teams are trying to bait them into that. But he made throws across his body, like big play after big play, like throws to Ayuk. Ayuk even had a couple of drops on big plays in this game. Like if, if people are taking victory laps on their I told you so's about Brock Purdy after this game, then you need to have I told you so's on Josh Allen and stuff. Because this was, to me, I thought he played awesome minus the one interception on the dig play and then a little bit of a fluky one-handed catch by a linebacker. Yeah, so once again, the bigger question is, is it truly a divisional race? 
I did call the Browns Seahawks game for the Browns radio network. Seattle is a weird team, man. I think defensively, they're really good. They're really good. They can stop the run. Uh, uh, I think their secondary is awesome. That kid Devin Witherspoon is just nasty. And here he is less than eight games into an NFL career. Uh, offensively, I don't get him. I just don't get him. Like the the top three receivers they've got out there between DK, Lockett, and Smith and Jigba, to me it feels like that's like a top three receiving unit right there. You know, they've got some talented tight ends. But Geno, man, there's times during the game where I thought he was Jets Geno again. I'm like, this is a weird – so I don't know. I think they're going to start losing some of these games. Like they lost to the Bengals on the road when they had the ball four times inside the 20 and scored like three or seven points. Then against Arizona, they just couldn't pull away from them. They had to score with less than a minute to go to beat a Browns team that's starting a quarterback who really doesn't have much business starting at this level. So I I don't feel like they're going to be able to hang with the Niners, but the Niners season will come down to a stretch in early December where they play Seattle twice in a three-week span, and the meat part of that schedule sandwich is at Philly. That's going to decide it right there. Yeah, and I, I think they are the better team than Seattle and probably would beat those two beat them in those two games. So I, mm-hmm. it is a divisional race though, right? Because if Seattle just like splits with them, um they're right there in it. And, you know, we've seen the 49ers kind of fall into I mean, they're what, three game losing streak now. Um, but I, I do think they end up winning it. But hey, they've there it has to be a race. The Seahawks are in first place and we're halfway through the season. But here's the thing. That there was no more impressive team on opening week and than the Niners who went into Pittsburgh. It's one thing to beat Pittsburgh. It's one thing to another thing to beat up Pittsburgh. That doesn't happen to my Tomlin teams. And you're like, oh my God, not only are the Niners good, they're so tough and physical. The last three weeks, they've had it handed to them a little bit physically. And I know there's no Debo. That is a big, big difference maker. Because even if he touched it like six times a game, it felt like those six plays were so heavy handed that the Niners are hitting you with a sledgehammer every time he does something offensively. And they've obviously missed Trent Williams. And I just didn't expect the Niners to be out-bullied in three straight games. Well, yeah, even more so the Trent Williams and Debo Samuel to me. Like, he's the best left tackle in the game. You, and you have weapons on offense like Ayuk, uh, you know, Kittle and, and McCaffrey in the receiving game. So you can get by without him. Um, but, you know, you're starting Jalen Moore, you know, a fifth-round pick, you know, who I – was actually one of my draft crushes, but I thought he could move the guard. Loved him at the Senior Bowl. Um, held up halfway decent. Um, Trent Williams not being out there is huge, but they only like they didn't they didn't run the ball right or run no. it very well. Purdy right? was like, their leading rusher. Yeah, Purdy's their leading rusher while also having three hundred sixty passing yards. Uh, they only handed it to McCaffrey six times in the second half. When in reality, like that was the weakness of the Bengals' defense was their run defense. And the game wasn't out of hand until, like, you know, until the you know second half of the fourth quarter. You could have stayed committed to the run game. Instead, they kind of got pass happy. And I mean, Purdy was playing. He obviously doesn't have the arm talent, but his playing style yesterday was like that of Brett Favre, yeah. where it's like everything was down the field, throwing across his body, making tight throws, and then also had the uh, the interception on the dig route. Um, so I, I think they'll be fine, even though they're on a like I've never been as confident in a team that's on a three game losing stretch as I am the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah, I, I would agree with you. I, I just maybe I'm 
I don't know. Maybe I've just watched too much Niners football over the years with Kyle Shanahan at the helm. I just believe in him. I think. Yeah, I mean, they dog walked the the Cowboys, right? Who that would be yeah. like their big playoff test before the conference championship, and then it's a question of how how do they fare against uh, the Eagles, right? And we will see that regular season game. So it's like to me, it's still a question of are they number one or number two in the NFC. All right, uh, Vikings, they won their third game in a row to get back to 500, which is good for them. But offsetting that win is the loss of their quarterback, Kirk Cousins. As of the taping of the show, it's not official yet, but everybody is fearing torn Achilles and done for the year. Uh, what does that mean for this team moving forward? I want you to listen to one of his offensive linemen, Christian Derisaw. It means everything. Um, that's our leader. Uh, the guys is, is, is who you want to be your quarterback, and just to see something happen to him, it kind of – it hurts a little bit. It takes it away uh, from his win, maybe a little bit. But uh, we're praying for Kurt, and we're in good spirits. All right, so there's a few things I want to get to. Um, the first thing, he's going to be done. Do you go trade for somebody? Do you pull somebody off the street that can help you maybe eke into the playoffs as a 5-6-7 seed? Do you do that? The Vikings? Yeah. Who are they going to trade for? So Ryan Tannehill, no, no, Ryan Tannehill comes to mind. Um, some people were joking around saying, "Hey, Kyler Murray, there he is." No, I mean, I think the Vikings obviously they don't want him to get hurt, but they were trying to lose this year, right? Everything they did in the offseason was to lose. They didn't move any yep. of Kirk Cousins' money because they're trying to move off Kirk Cousins, hmm. like the front office, which I do not agree with tanking. Like, show me a team that's actively tanked and like gotten better um you could say the dolphins but it's not because of their tanking they they mishandled the draft for two years uh they kind of get what they want right obviously you don't want Kirk cousins injured but you're gonna get you're they're gonna lose games and their draft pick is gonna get higher and higher every single week because who's their backup paul kid out of byu yeah the bear yeah they're they're not gonna win games for the rest of the year they'll win one or two well, they were but, staying alive because of Kirk Cousins. Yes, but they are uh let's say they win two more. Six wins ain't gonna get you maybe exactly who you want in the draft. That's true. That's true. But they might not even so they're at four wins now. Gosh, it's crazy how they turned it around. And again, yeah. it's thanks all to Kirk Cousins. There's a chance they win one more and get at five wins or win none. And like I'm telling you, Hall is their quarterback. That deep, you know, they're not filled with talent to like, oh. you know, especially with Justin Jefferson injured. And a lot of what made Jordan Addison good is Kirk Cousins willing to be able to pull the trigger when he sees that he's one leverage, right? He's not a, he's like a route runner. You got to have trust in that. I don't know if Hall's going to have the same type of trust or accuracy that Kirk Cousins That's has. Yeah. Um, like this will be a disaster for the rest of the season for Minnesota. All right. Now it gets to the. Do you think game. they trade Hunter, by the way? Well, when they were winning the game yesterday, I thought there was no way in hell because they were back to 500 and the NFC with the way that Kirk's playing and with Justin Jefferson comes back. I thought they were good enough to kind of squeak into the playoffs, but now pass rushers are guys you can get picks for right. An aging Von Miller, Denver got a two and a three, I believe for him from LA. Now I know that Von Miller's a different level, but Daniil Hunter's a really good player. We've talked about he's that younger before. too. Yeah. And he's younger. I don't understand. So, See, that's my thing with like whole like tanking. Like, unless you're getting two first round picks for Daniel Hunter, why don't the Vikings re-sign him? Like, he's a good player to build around. Pass rushers are huge pieces. I don't understand why. Like, they're if they're trying to reset the the quarterback contract window, 
you should be paying players like Danae Hunter in that time frame. And if you want to trade him down the road and shit doesn't work out, he's going to be just as valuable. I'll I'll very clearly tell you why. Because he just turned 29 this past weekend. Pass rushers have longer shelf life. I know they do. I know they do. But then they become kind of spot guys in their 30s and stuff like that. I mean, I agree with you. 29 is not very old. But you know how some guys look at it, and maybe the analytics tell you, well, there's a significant amount of drop-off. You cannot pay guys a huge bonus and a four-year deal if they're 29 or older. I, I don't know. I don't I don't know exactly what the numbers are, but that's my guess is where that comes from, if I had to guess. But I do want to get to the, the bigger scope of the Kirk Cousins question which is there have been so many different narratives surrounding his stay in Minnesota. Can't win in prime time. Can't win a playoff game except one. Gets paid a ton of money, but really how good is he? If this is it for Kirk, and we both think that it is in the Twin Cities, how do you see him? I see him as the best free agent quarterback since Kirk Cousins, right? Who have been free agent quarterbacks since then? Since who? Since Kirk Cousins. (laughs) Oh, since so since him because Kirk was after Peyton, right? Like again, I think he's a top ten quarterback in the NFL. Maybe not top ten because there's a lot of good QBs right now. But he's like I I I view him as slightly better than Dak Prescott. And Dak Prescott would now he's older, so I don't mm-hmm. see him getting like you know a five year contract. But you better believe some team is going to throw fifty million per year at him this off season. You know we have. We think I think most people look at Kirk Cousins and they think overrated for some reason. I don't I don't quite get that. I mean, people forget he was a fourth round pick. He's underrated to me. Yeah, by Washington, who used the second pick of the draft to take RG three. And I remember I don't know if you remember that draft day. I do. My yeah, brother's hold- a Commanders fan. I kept I told him from day one start Kirk Cousins. I was doing that to mess with him, but still, I love it. I love it. Um. Yeah, and people were like, why in the world would you take another quarterback after you just took a quarterback with a second overall pick? I remember that old thing. And then he started playing once RG3 got injured, and people were like, okay, he doesn't suck. Like, he's not terrible. And then it eventually the franchise tag, back-to-back years, and then he became a free agent. We're like, oh, my God, he got all this money, all this money. He didn't win a ton of playoff games. He had the huge win down in the Dome, the walk-off, I think, in overtime down there. Versus Saints, yeah, yeah, and um, well, he's gotten better since that free agency, that's the right? Thing. Like there he has was gotten a, better. He's gotten way better, not way better, but he's gotten significantly better than that free agency market, right? Like where there was issues of him pulling the trigger on some stuff, um, back in Washington. I remember him and Gruden, Jay Gruden, guy kind of got in, like just you know, Jay Gruden wanted him to just throw, 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 and Kirk Cousins like, yeah, I'm going to throw two, three interceptions a game, and Jay Gruden said, I'm yeah, but you're going to throw 400 yards per game. Um, so he's gotten better now. Obviously, he's had Justin Jefferson, the best receiver in the NFL, which makes it a lot easier to have confidence in a guy. But uh, he's been like he's been consistently really good in the NFL. I I do think things have shifted a little bit, and I think the Netflix show Quarterback helped. I really do. I think people kind of see him in a different light. And I work with guys who were his teammates, and they all dig him. Like they all, we think, my God, what a dork that. That shit must not play at all in an NFL locker room. And I think it does. Like, you even saw him get on the cart yesterday. He was still engaged in the game. 
He was watching. He was watching. He was clapping. I know everybody acts different, and some people put the side-by-side of him versus Rodgers, and Rodgers looking despondent, and the whole woe is me, I can't believe this shit happened. And Cousins is like, hey, what down is it? What are we doing? What's going on here? Like, fully engaged in the process. And I think that's what he is, man. It's never... He is the least me guy in the history of sports, possibly. Right? Everything from the the way he takes care of himself to the way he dresses to his public persona, there isn't one thing. Like, he spoofs himself with the freaking chains. Good for him. Like, is it cheesy? Is it dad corny jokes? Yeah, but he's comfortable with who he is. And I think it's all right. Which is what job. which is what locker rooms look for in a quarterback. Just be just be who yes. you are and be genuine, right? Like you don't they don't need to be like again, you can be the Peyton Manning type where it's hey, like I'm on top of you all the time, or you could be like the Eli kind of laid back and goofy, but just be yourself. Don't try and give us all these raw, raw speeches and yelling at people. Like just be yourself, whether that's Joe Cool or whoever. Um, be yourself because a locker room can see through someone being fake and uh that's where issues go so kirk has just been himself not to pick on a guy but there's a dude in denver who i mean if you went through and took a straw poll of the locker room you'd be like uh yeah we're good right yeah despite the fact that they are victorious speaking of which denver beats kansas city first time in eight seasons congratulations way to get it done Meanwhile, Jags, Dolphins, Ravens all win. That means the AFC standings at the top, four teams are tied at six and two. Which of those four clubs are you most confident in? I hate to say it because we've kind of pulled back from them. I think it's still the Chiefs, though, right? Because you have at least they have Patrick Mahomes, right? And they have Travis Kelsey and they won a Super Bowl last year. They still have Chris Jones, who, you know, was second in defensive player of the year voting last year. Um, and have shown that they like having the best quarterback means you're going to be in play for the Super Bowl, right? So, I, I I really do think it's still the Chiefs, despite the fact that I hope that they trade for some type of wide receiver in the next 24 hours. I think I'm going to stick with Baltimore. I think Ooh. there's just something about them. Um, it wasn't a great game at all out in Arizona for them. Lamar certainly didn't light up the stat sheet. Odell Beckham had more helmet slams than catches yesterday. Can we talk about that? Yes. I've been I've been an Odell detractor since the Josina uh Anderson interview on ESPN in 2018, that was. Like he had all these incidents, and I was kind of like, okay, but he's balling. At that point, when you just threw your your team under the bus, right? And then Thursday night football the following week. You leave for the locker room uh, before halftime and force your coach to lie and say that you needed an IV. I've been, I've just been out, right? And now that he is not the same player that he was, that yesterday is such a horrible look from Odell Beckham Jr. That you get a defense. I understand you want to score a touchdown. I understand being frustrated, but to throw a temper tantrum after you drew a defensive pass interference, your team is up by two scores. You have first and goal at the one yard line. You're about to go six and two, and you're throwing a temper tantrum on the sideline. Like, I I would despise him if I was – I'm sure, you know, obviously he has the credibility where he's going to be loved by some teammates, you know, or even the majority. But there, there's no way that there is not people on that team that saw that and aren't, like, just disgusted with that type of stuff. I don't agree with you. 
I agree One. with your premise. I don't agree with the reality. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. is one of the few guys in sports that when he walks into a locker room, uh, he's like an A-lister. And I'm not talking about a football A-lister. I'm talking about like A-lister. He is the guy that teammates are like, oh, my God, that's Odell. And there's not a lot of guys that are like that. And that's so to a detriment sometimes, though. I agree. I agree. I, I Like in Cleveland, I think that's when it was Baker or Me Odell. It, when it was Baker or Odell and Odell's dad comes out with the tape. Now, to me, that's undercutting your quarterback. You it heard almost nobody come to Baker's defense. And everybody's like, yeah, we'll welcome Odell back. You know, they sent him home. We'll welcome him back. Why is that? That's because it's the mentality of players who are like, Odell is the shit. We still exactly. know what he can do. He's, and they're living in the past, Bobby. And he's a ba- he's like a, literally a bad influence on younger players. I remember this happened because Odell started throwing Shermer under the bus right away after getting the big contract, too. And you started leak, seeing it leak into like a younger player at the time, Sterling Shepard, who Sterling Shepard is like the most team guy of all time, right? Like he's literally being kept on the Giants still because he's a team guy. And you saw him throwing temper tantrums and literally was like trying, like, turning players against a brand new coach and Pat Shermer before they even got to the bye week of his first season coming off of that contract extension after he played nice for an entire offseason to get that contract extension. Um, So I don't think it moves the needle huge for the Baltimore Ravens. But to me, it's like, like, dude, you're not that guy anymore. You, you can't afford to be doing stuff like this. I mean, he's averaging like 30 yards per game. He's got 14 catches this year in six games. He missed the game because of an injury. He's averaging 11.6 yards per catch. Has no touchdowns. Has no touchdowns. Yeah. He's just he's, a guy, man. Like, if he, you were to have a wide receiver draft, you can have anybody in the league. What number does he get taken? Top I mean, not, not in the top 50. Does he get taken top in the 50. top 50? Wow. I mean, he's closer to wide receiver three than he is wide receiver one on his own team. The difference between him and Zay Flowers is bigger is than the difference between him and wide receiver three. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I said that the minute that Zay Flowers walked into training camp, everybody's like, oh, man, they got Odell, too. I was like, Zay Flowers, dude, that's the guy. It's yeah, I mean, obviously, he's probably top 50. It's like when you go through the list, he ends up being there. But he's... He's not a guy who should be paying $14 million per year like the Ravens did. That was always a bad contract uh, and acting like that. Boy, this got interesting, didn't it? Got very interesting. I like that. Football season is in full swing, and we've teamed up with DraftKings Sportsbook to get you closer to the action. DraftKings is an official partner of the NFL, has an offer you don't want to miss. All customers can get a no-sweat bet on any same-game parlay or same-game parlay X. Ooh, X. All new customers who bet $5 will get $200 in bonus bets instantly. So download the DraftKings app now and use promo code FOOTBALL today. Fan of your alma, alma mater and your hometown team? Combine multiple bets together for a shot at an even bigger payout. If you're already signed up for DraftKings like me, you can get a no-sweat bet on a same-game parlay slash same-game parlay X bet if your bet does not hit. Max wagering limits do apply. Download the DraftKings app now. New customers use promo code FOOTBALL today. Bet just $5 on any wager and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. That's promo code FOOTBALL today. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. You'll be glad you did. Uh, Aaron Rodgers. Speaking of interesting guys, 
He was out on the field throwing and moving around, and then the Jets beat your Giants. Sorry about that. But New York is 4-3, and three, the green one. When do you start to get interested in if Rodgers can really make a comeback this season? Never. He's not coming back. There's no way. Unless the, unless he starts a practice, I will not be interested in this. <laughs> you know, I mean, he was moving around a little bit. It wasn't just stationary tossing. Look at this. Look at this video. Look, look, look. Drop back, step through, fire it. The old Rogers release. You're not even looking at the video, Bobby. You have zero interest in this? I've seen the video. It's, um... No, I don't. I mean, it's cool that he's doing that stuff, but He's, he's going to do it every single week for for the SNY Jets video. Okay. Are you? Uh, no. But, you know, listen, I've soured on Rodgers a little bit. Um, I've always found him interesting because I do appreciate people who are, you know, think on their own and things like that. I do believe that he thinks he's the smartest person in the NFL. That's okay. And he might be. And he's significantly smarter than I am. I know that for a fact. Um, but, yeah, I, I just. Cam Akers came back from the injury a couple of years ago. But that was like, there was like a two-month difference in theirs. And that was like miraculous. Yes. Yes, it was. And that was like, they got to the Super Bowl to be able to be that, right? So that's an extra, you know. Yep. That's an extra month that the Jets are not going to have because they're not winning a playoff game with without Aaron Rodgers. Okay. By the way, that's one game that kept popping up on my red zone while I was up preparing for the Browns Seahawks game. I was like, why are they even showing us highlights of this game? Negative nine yards passing for the Giants. And it went to overtime? Yeah, it was so ugly. Um, we had a quarterback, Tommy DeVito, who was like yeah. aggressively Italian. Um. They didn't let him throw the ball at all. The second half, their run the pass ratio was twenty four to one. <laughs> Why do you have a guy like that on your roster then? That's my question. Why is Matt Barkley, who knows the Brian Dable offense, wasn't? Why wasn't he signed three weeks ago? When you have injury prone Tyrod Taylor as the guy starting for you. Well, also, I'm losing my mind on social media, which is it hasn't happened in a long time. Yeah. Because Daniel Jones was cleared before the game for contact, but they ruled him out. Like, why is why was he not QB two? In case of emergency, which, hey, you had the emergency. Like, it's literally the difference between winning and losing if Daniel Jones is your QB, two in that game. I can't get you off on this tangent, can I? No, no, I'll because I'm you. I'm literally like, it's... I'll lose I've spent you, the, Yeah, yeah, don't don't make me do it. It's not <laughs> okay. worth it. It's, it's a two and six Giants team. No one gives a shit. Okay, then let's move on to a happier world. Will Levis, he wowed the NFL world. Four touchdown passes. In his first ever NFL start, the Titans take care of Atlanta. Meanwhile, Bryce Young helped the Panthers get their first win of the season as the number one pick beat the number two overall pick, C.J. Stroud, and the Houston Texans. Is it possible that Will Levis ends up being the best quarterback out of this rookie crop? It's 100% possible, right? And it's like it would be it would be very funny if it was like, he got the Josh Allen comparisons. It's like we can't compare every quarterback that has the big arm but not the great production to Josh Allen if if he ends up doing that, right? Because, I mean, he was – and there was some, a couple incompletions down the field where he was just tossing it downfield. I think he had the longest average depth of target on uh, on the game. 
DeAndre Hopkins turns out, guess what? He's not washed. He had a, four catches, 128 yards, and three touchdowns, just like, you know, Randy Moss' uh, Thanksgiving stat line. <laughs> um, just was, I mean, putting some air on under these balls. And it's like, man, that's that's what that's why people fell in love with this guy in the draft process, despite him not being a first rounder. Yeah, it is possible, uh, in part because he did, in my opinion, the impossible, which was make the Tennessee Titans watchable offensively. Like they have been just such a grind on our eyes as football fans. It just feels like forever, even when they were good, you're like, yuck. Can you just tell me the result of their playoff game? Do I really have to watch it? Because they just, you know, unless Derrick Henry was throwing guys into row G, they weren't very interesting at all. And it feels like that, that's that been the way, that's been their MO since they've ever been a franchise, to be honest with you. That's the way, you know, we are a long way from Warren Moon back in the Houston Oilers days, sprinkling the field to every receiver ever when they were really fun. But I don't know. Here, you want to hear Mike Vrabel from this morning? Yeah, I would love to. Mike Vrabel says they'll probably be sticking with Levis as long as Tannehill is hurt. <laughs> I love head coaches. And um, then he said, uh, Vrabel had said last week, Tannehill was definitely the starter when healthy. Doesn't sound quite as definitive on that today following Levis's performance. But he also added, hypothetically, that Tannehill could be the starter again once healthy, but not making any determination on that as now. They should have asked if they he would still do a Q, two QB system with Malik Willis. That's what they should have asked. Like is the yeah. two QB system still on. Um. Now, do Titans fans absolutely should be excited, right? Do you think yeah. them out of all teams have trauma from Marcus Mariota's debut? Five touchdowns, zero interceptions. Versus right. Jameis Winston in the Bucks, um, you know, there's 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 something I've learned too. Like, don't overreact to a QB's first game. Um, but he looked awesome, like you said. Like you 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 look like he looked like everything you would want Will Levis to be when you see his profile as a player. Just putting that trust in the arm, putting the ball, and for a guy like Will Levis who does have some issues, and I'm sure some issues will arise within the season, to have that first game like that as a confidence builder, I think is huge for him. As long as he's standing upright, nobody else should take a snap for the Titans this year. Oh, yeah, it's not even a debate. And I, Mike Frabel knows that, too, even though he's yeah, he does. saying that that's not. He Do you think coaches, after they say that publicly, they get back to their office and they just start belly laughing because they know they're just so full of shit in front of a microphone? Yes, I know that they do. Because we, uh, we were at the, you know, our first time being media with like a press conference was – uh, joint practices we just watched and we weren't gonna we told them we want to ask questions because we wanted to get credentials for that and we talked to Dable afterwards and i was like yeah i thought about asking you some bullshit question he's like yeah you know i wouldn't have answered it anyway and laughed so yes they absolutely know that like they they laugh at about it with the reporters like hey, i'm not answering any of your questions so he knows you guys i like that i dig that oh yeah Dable knows us we're we're at we're at be, we're at not to brag a little we're at the point where it'd be surprising if they didn't know us. That away, I love to hear that. Very very good, very very good. All right, we got another fun filled week coming up. You know, enjoy the Monday night game. What do we got? Raiders and Lions tonight. Yeah, Giants Raiders next week. I'm gonna be scouting. Okay, good luck with that. Uh, 
We will see you later this week for our awesome producer, Mikey, and Bobby Skinner from the Talking Giants world. I am Chris Rose. Thanks for tuning in to Football Today.